Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a special guest, Kristen Jenna, the manifestation expert and host of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. Welcome to our show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're so happy to have you and we have so many questions to ask you. But before we get started with that, can you give us a little bit of a background before you became this manifestation expert and what you were doing before you really got into this sort of lifestyle? Yeah, of course. So um, before I started studying manifestation and created my business, which I have now, uh, if we go back a few years, I actually got a teaching credential, thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher, tried it, hated it, um, <laughs> tried and failed at multiple online businesses, like had a corporate job, literally like worked at a sandwich shop. I've done it all and, um, kind of just failed over and over and over and hit a rock bottom a few years ago where I was like, you know what? I'm so miserable in my life. Something's wrong. And I picked up my life and I moved to a tropical paradise. So I moved to a beach town in Costa Rica thinking, great, like I just need to live somewhere beautiful and all my problems will be solved. And obviously that doesn't work. (laughs) Don't try it. (laughs) Can't run away from your problems. And I was even more miserable, right? Like drinking all the time, totally unhappy and just stuck, um, completely broke. And that's around the time I began to kind of open myself up to spirituality. And just a year and a half ago, I was living in Denver working the corporate job I talked about and kind of life had gotten a little bit better, you know, didn't have the drinking problem anymore, but still unhappy, still miserable. And um, that's when I started studying manifestation. And so to give kind of 
a gist of how my life has changed in the past year. Just over a year ago, I was sharing a tiny bedroom, like two beds on the floor, um, couldn't even afford a bed frame for my bed, walking to work because I didn't have a car, working a nine to five job, completely broke, living paycheck to paycheck, unhappy to where I am now, whereas I just moved into my dream home by the beach. Um, I manifested a multiple six figure business in less than a year, and I'm completely living my purpose, right? Like helping other women do the same thing that I've been able to do in my life. And that's all happened in less than a year. And so now my biggest like, you know, mission in this life is to help other people get to the place where I am right now, right? Like how I feel right now, because I know what it feels like to be at rock bottom. I know what it feels like to think, you know, your dreams seem unrealistic and impossible and really far away. And I know what it feels like to feel kind of hopeless and stuck. And I also know how to get out of that place. So that's kind of what I've dedicated my life to in the past year. That's really inspiring to be able to lift yourself up out of a dark place, especially since you were um, trying different things to fix it that weren't working out. And it's like you almost want to give up, but you found a way to get out of that hole. Yeah, Yeah. and it's really impressive what you've been able to accomplish in such a short time span. I mean, one year and all of that, that's that's very impressive. Thank you. I mean, I I truly like feel almost weird saying thank you to that because I, you know, I always tell people like I surrendered my way to where I am. Like it if you would ask me a year ago, if you had told me where I was right now and asked how I thought I would get there, I would have not said anything similar to what my life has looked like in the past year. Like none of it has really been like my idea. You know, it's almost just like me totally in full surrender to the universe and allowing myself to be guided to where I am. So what is manifestation? Give us the basics of like what it means to manifest something. Like some people think it's just coincidence, but what is manifestation as in like you speak into existence. Right. Well, first and foremost, I don't believe in the word coincidence. Uh, I think coincidence is just this silly word that humans made up to describe something that they didn't understand. Uh, I think everything is synchronicity, everything, everything that feels like coincidence is really guidance. It's, it's, um, you know, miraculous when you really start to notice them. Uh, Life gets to be like full of synchronicities all the time when you start to recognize them as synchronicities and as signs of guidance. And, um, in terms of what manifestation is, the basics, the very basic definition of manifestation would be uh, your ability to consciously design and create your life and attract to you into your life whatever you're an energetic match for. So our external reality is a reflection. It's like a mirror. Our life is a mirror to our inner world. And um, our belief systems are always manifesting into our reality. A reality is mirroring back to us what we believe. Mm. However, most of our beliefs exist within our subconscious mind. 95% of that is highly subconscious. You might say like, oh, I believe I'm so worthy of abundance and I believe I'm a millionaire. But you know, you don't manifest it because your subconscious mind thinks something different. And so a big part of manifestation is not really what you see in the documentaries and the movies and the books, right? They all say, think positively and speak affirmations and visualize and meditate. And that stuff is great, but it can only get you so far. Those are tools. And the real manifestation work isn't repeating an affirmation all day long or journaling. It's reprogramming the subconscious mind. It's uh, releasing repressed emotions. It's like diving deep into your shadow, into what exists deep within you. And that's where the quantum transformation happens. And that's why my life changed so quickly. And I think that, you know, when you Google manifestation or you watch documentaries, you get a very surface level understanding or explanation of what manifestation is. Um, And it, it really is 
mastering manifestation is less of learning how to manifest because that's easy. Uh, and it's more a process of unlearning everything else that's been conditioned into us since we were born. <laughs> I like what you said that a lot of people tend to utilize those tools as a, a cure-all or a fix for everything, when in reality, that's only the tip of the iceberg, really. Yeah, the very tip. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is that's what sells. People want a quick fix. We have been conditioned to expect and desire instant gratification. So what sells and what gets the most views on YouTube or Netflix or whatever it is, is stuff that tells you how to change your life with a 20 minute meditation. And, you know, that might, might manifest you a hundred dollars one time or a cup of coffee, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to help people manifest a hundred dollars one time or a cup of coffee. I'm here to change people's lives long-term. And that doesn't happen in 20 minutes, period. <laughs> that happens with the kind of inner work that most people aren't prepared to do. So then what are some questions that we should be asking ourselves to manifest our true potential? Oh, so many. Well, one of my favorite things is if you think about what it is you want to attract into your life. For example, I work with people a lot who want to attract financial freedom. They want to attract prosperity, wealth, abundance, money, whatever that means to you. And one of my favorite things is just speak out loud. I am rich, you know, or if you want to manifest being a singer or an astronaut or like whatever it is, speak it out loud. Like I am a world famous astronaut, whatever it is. And just notice how your body feels. Like, is there resistance? What does the voice in your head say? Because as soon as you speak out loud, like in the present, as if you have what you desire, your mind, your body will literally show you where you have resistance. It'll show you where in your subconscious mind you have belief systems that are not in alignment with that manifestation. Because the best place to start is, is to uncover and work through any resistance and any out of aligned beliefs that might be energetically blocking you from being that match for, for that life that you desire. Um, so mm -hmm. speak out loud or journal what it is that you want and uh, notice what the voice in your head says, or even ask yourself, like, why is it that I can't have this? And your brain will give you an answer if you're willing to listen. Now, how did you get into manifestation? Like you hit rock bottom, but what tools did you use? Like, is there a program you joined? Was there a podcast you listened to that turned on the light bulb? Like, what was it? Uh, so many moments. I always get this question. It's so hard to answer because I honestly learned from like 100 people. Mm. You know, in the past year, I've spent more than $100,000 now investing in coaches and mentors and programs and courses and conferences and everything you can imagine. I've, I've done all of it. And so it's a very long list of teachers, but my very first, I guess, experience into opening myself up to spirituality or manifestation was a few years ago when I was living in Mexico, I was working at a hostel uh, because I had no money. I was working there so I could live there for free. And there was uh, this man who was staying at the hostel and he gave me a book called A New Earth. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's by Eckhart Tolle. And he told me to read it. And then he taught me to meditate in the same day. And I read that book two times that week. Ooh. And I started meditating every single day, which I had never done before. And it changed my entire life. My entire life was changed that week. And that was the moment when I was like, okay, like maybe there is a little bit more to reality than what I think. Cause I was a total skeptic and that book changed everything for me. And it wasn't a manifestation book. It was just a book about consciousness and about the nature of reality, but it made so much sense to me that it kind of opened that window for me to actually start to become less skeptical about the idea of manifestation. And then from there, it's like the universe kept sending me 
different people. And I, I um, started hiring coaches and programs and courses and everything I could get my hands on and dedicated my entire freaking life to it. Um, like when I was in Denver, I literally had, I gave up my social life. Um, I was waking up at 5 a.m. to study manifestation, getting off work, coming home and doing it until I went to bed. And um, I was so dedicated to it because it just, I was so excited about it. I didn't think I was going to teach it. I just wanted to learn it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, that, that dedication changed my life. That's awesome. You can tell. That's amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, you can tell that you're very passionate about it. And I mean, showing that you would wake up super early and stay, stay awake <laughs> super late just to study up on I it. I mean, I never wake up that early anymore. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. <laughs> so you've mentioned um, the book, meditation, some different coaches that you've worked with. So where, how can someone that's new to manifestation begin this journey or this process? Oh, there's so many different ways. And it's really like trust what shows up for you, right? Like mm, trust fine. the people that show up. I wasn't really out there Googling manifestation. I was, you know, I every time I've ever hired a coach, it's never been me Google searching manifestation coach or spiritual coach or whatever I'm looking for. It's been that person showing up in my life in random ways, you know, someone recommending mm. them or them reaching out to me or just them, they keep popping up for some reason on my Instagram and I feel pulled to them. So I would say don't force right. it. Like you already have all of the answers within you, like your soul incarnated here with everything you already needed to know. Uh, And it's, you don't really need to learn anything. You need to remember everything that you already know. And you don't need Mm -hmm. to do what I did and learn from 10 million people. Um, But I would say just trust where you're guided. And if someone shows up and feels good and like learn from them, Um, but if you're open to it and you intend to step into this journey, the teachers will appear they absolutely will. Like you will attract them to you just by your intention of being ready to start the journey. Uh, you just have to be open and willing to get rid of your preconditions or conceptions of what it should look like and um, be open-minded to whatever shows up. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of the times when we can relate this back to like when someone's searching for a job or a profession, I mean, when you're digging deep and trying to research what you want to be rather than digging deep into yourself and seeing what you want to be. It's two very different outcomes. So it's, it's kind of like that. If you're going out and searching for it, you may be overlooking something that's within. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, I always tell people you're your own Google search engine. Um, you have everything you need to know. You don't need to Google it. And I, it, there's nothing wrong with Googling, but it's like, go to yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you start to learn to trust yourself and your intuition. It's like, wait a second, before I go try to ask someone else for this answer, how do I feel about this? Like, how does my body feel when I speak this? If I were to just sit for a moment and just kind of like be still, does anything come to my mind? Right. Um, are there any feelings or emotions in my body? Because you literally have all of the answers. You just need to learn to communicate with yourself. I'm definitely going to check out that book that you recommended about the consciousness because that just sounds super so interesting. So good. It will change yeah, your life. Too. Yeah. I probably read it. It's like a Bible to me. I've read it like so many times. Like when I need inspiration I just open it to a random page and read what's there it's I can't wait so good. <laughs> now vision boards are those like bullshit or do they actually do something like we've heard vision boards as in like oh make this Pinterest board or um, cut out from magazines and like apply it to a poster do those actually work or are they just a way for you to to feel inspired and see what you want and like work towards that. 
So I use vision boards. The background of my computer is my vision board, but vision boards themselves don't do anything. They don't work or not work, right? It's all about intention and feeling and energy. So some people have vision boards and they never manifest. Some people manifest everything on their vision board. Like I manifested my entire vision board in the past year and I continue to. And it's not because my vision board is magical or has some special strategy to it that other people's don't. It's because of my energy. Um, if you have this amazing vision board, but you don't feel worthy of what's on the vision board, it's not going to manifest. If you have this amazing vision board, but it doesn't make you feel a certain way, it's not going to manifest because manifesting, it's all about feeling, um, being that energetic match means you're feeling that state of gratitude as if it's already yours. That's what calls in our manifestations is like feeling gratitude mm-hmm. for what we're intending to manifest. And so if you look at the vision board and all you feel is like resentment because it's not there already, it's doing the wrong thing. If you're looking at it and you're feeling so grateful, like, wow, like what a beautiful life. I'm so grateful that this is mine. Even if it's not in my reality right now, I just, I'm so grateful that it's on its way to me. Like I I could feel like it's already mine. Like I'm experiencing it as I'm looking at it. That is that energy and intention that we manifest from. So, you know, vision board just depends on you. Same with any manifestation tool, affirmations, journaling, scripting, meditating, like visualization. It all depends on, you and how you feel as a result of using that specific tool. That makes me want to go back through my Pinterest now and relook at some of the things that I've I've saved and see does it really make me feel yeah. happy and lucky mm-hmm. and blessed rather than just like oh yeah. why can I have this? Does it evoke the emotion? And the thing is if it makes you feel like oh why can I have this? Don't just discard that. That's where the inner work is. That is letting you know that there is something in your subconscious mind, a belief system that says I'm not worthy of this. I'm not capable of this. And the thing is like, we are by birthright, all divinely worthy of everything that we desire, everything. And if you have that belief that says, oh, I'm not capable, I can't do it. I'm not worthy. That's a belief that was conditioned or programmed into your mind. Most likely, most of our beliefs are conditioned before the age of seven. So that is like, that's direct insight into where your inner work is. So then what are some best practices or tips when it comes to deciding how or what to manifest on? So I get that this question a lot is like, I don't know what I want to manifest. <laughs> and I'm pretty like, loaded. Like, probably. What do I do if I don't know what I want to manifest? And it's like, it doesn't matter because it's the feeling that matters. You know, people make vision boards and they put like the specific car on. And then a year later, it's like, oh, I don't actually want that car anymore. It doesn't matter. The universe is going to give you this or something better. It matters how you feel. So if you want right now, you say, I know I want to manifest a nice car. I don't know exactly what kind, but like thinking about this convertible makes me feel really good right now. Well, the universe is going to manifest or into your reality, whatever car evokes that emotion for you. So if there's a better car than that one, that's what's going to show up, right? It's all about how you feel and less about the specifics of what you're actually calling in. But getting clear on the specifics can sometimes help you evoke more emotion, right? So it's really just all about the feeling because the manifestation, it is always this or something better. You cannot do it wrong. Um, So I usually recommend that people pick a few short-term goals that they want to manifest in the next few months and then pick some long-term ones. You always want to have a long-term vision of what you want to manifest in 10, 20 years. And it maybe might just be, I want to feel excited when I get out of bed. Maybe that's it. And that's enough. It doesn't have to be a play-by-play of exactly what your life looks like. It just needs to make you feel a certain way. And to take it one step further, it's even more powerful to make it not completely about you. Who do you want to be able to help as a result of you manifesting the life of your dreams in 10 years? That makes it even more powerful. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. That gave me a little goosebumps. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> so you probably get this question a lot, but what are some things people should look out for, like red flags when it comes to manifesting? Yeah, like are there any watchouts that we should avoid when manifesting? I don't know if that if there is any, but uh, I would say avoid bypassing your emotions because yeah. there is this big thing going around in the manifestation world that you need to be high vibe all the time. Um, I don't know if you've heard that before, but if you've studied manifestation at all or learned about it, you've probably heard the phrase. It's like you need to raise your vibration. You need to be high vibe because you can only manifest high vibe things when you're feeling high vibe. And high vibe basically means you have like high energy levels. And the problem with this is it's been very misunderstood. And so people get this idea that they need to be happy and cheerful and bubbly all the time to manifest good things. And then if they feel sad or they have grief or they feel anger or hurt or pain, they're automatically feeling guilty. Like I'm sabotaging my manifestations because I'm not high vibe. And this is just such a detrimental understanding. And a lot of people have the understanding of uh, vibrations and what it means to be high vibe backwards. And uh, the paradox is to feel more joy, to feel more love, to feel more bliss long-term, we need to feel worse first because when we, emotions are energy in motion, right? So let's say we have an experience that brings up a lot of sadness in us, but we don't want to feel the sadness because it's painful. And we've been taught that emotions aren't safe and we push it away because we want to feel happy and high vibe. So we push that emotion away and that energy gets stored in our body as just stagnant energy of this sadness or whatever the emotion is. And that's incredibly low vibe that holds down our vibration long term. So we can pretend to be happy and cheerful as much as we want, but it's not actually high vibe, right? And then we're just guilting ourselves and that guilt of not feeling happy is worse than the actual, you know, quote unquote, negative emotion in the first place. So the biggest red flag is if you find yourself bypassing your emotions, pushing away your emotions, judging yourself for feeling heavy emotions, um, or being told by someone that you need to be happier or high vibe or high energy all the time. And the reality is when you give yourself permission to feel all of the heavy emotions, it makes more space for more bliss and more love and more joy and raises your vibration long term. And, um, you know, all of our emotions are here to serve us, even the heavy ones right? Like there's lessons and there's growth in every single emotion, but it's this journey of giving ourselves permission to be present with our emotions, um, which can be very difficult. Yeah. I know personally for me, it is a little bit difficult in that I don't want all emotions to come through. And that, like you said, you always want to be happy, high vibe, and that's just not realistic. And to just kind of embrace any emotions that come through and not, not necessarily avoid or discount people telling you to be happier or be more energetic, but um, just kind of reflect it back. And I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah, no, totally. That's so, exactly because the way you get to be high vibe more often, right? Everyone wants to feel happier and to feel happier. You need to feel worse first because those emotions that you're repressing within you are consistently holding down your vibration. So the key to feeling happier isn't, trying to feel happier. It's allowing yourself to be present with whatever is present within you because the only way to transmute that stagnant energy is to feel it, right? Our emotions are here and, and they want to be felt. They want to be understood. They want to be heard. That's it. Like they just want us to be present with them. And when we allow ourselves to do that, we're actually allowing ourselves to become happier, right? It's, but it's, it's kind of this paradox that a lot of people don't understand. They're like, no, I want to feel happy. I don't want to feel sad. Why would I let myself feel sad right now? 
Um, but you know, that's actually how you reach the happiness, right? The path to freedom is through the pain. <laughs> that makes sense. So how can we use manifestation to achieve our goals? Like, what do you tell people that come to you that are like, I'm trying to transition into manifestation? How do I like make these a reality? Uh, so I can give you my little like manifestation trick that I love using. This is my favorite trick. Um, so Ooh. first of all, with manifestation, yeah. it's good to start small if you're new, right? So like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to manifest a million dollars. That's great. You're so worthy of it. You're so capable of it. And it's already yours. But we need to have full belief that it's ours for it to manifest in our physical reality. The best way to build belief is to start small. Because if you don't believe you can manifest $5, you're not going to be able to believe you can manifest a million. So I would say start small first and pick something that feels exciting, but also still believable to you. Because when it shows up, you're going to build that belief that you can build upon to manifest the big things. So one of my, one of my favorite methods to teach is, um, so first step is setting that intention, right? Getting clear on what it is. Are you going to manifest $5, 100 a cup of coffee, a parking spot? It could be anything. Um, second step is to feel the feelings and express gratitude. So my favorite way to do this is to write a little like thank you note to the universe. Um, I used to always do this when I was in my corporate job. I'd get like a little sticky note and write, dear universe, thank you so much for my like surprise, $100. I am so excited to receive it and just so grateful. Um, thank you so much. And then I would take that and I would go hide it away in my drawer somewhere that I'm not going to look at it. Because step three is to let it go and make your number one job just to have more fun, more play, and more joy. Right? So put it away. And any time you find yourself thinking about it, instead of thinking about when it's coming, go experience some, some play, right? Some joy, some fun. I'll go like have a dance party to my favorite song or like, I love coloring. You know, it's like connect to your inner child, do the things that you loved before society told you that it wasn't okay to do those things anymore. Right. Like the things that you loved when you were five, that yeah. brings us back to the state of like pure joy. Right. And like just fun and play and gratitude. So yes. step one, set the intention. Step two, experience the gratitude for it. Step three, release it and reconnect with your inner child. Immerse yourself in play, enjoy in the present moment. That's really what it is. When we get caught up in play, we're so grounded in the present moment, right? When you're jamming out to your favorite song, like you're not thinking about your to-do list. You're not worrying about where your manifestation is. You're just totally grounded in the present moment, experiencing what is right now. Like that is pure joy. And um, that is a very powerful place to manifest yeah. from. So that's my favorite little three-step process to start your manifestation journey and to see things actually start showing up so you can build that belief in yourself. I love that. Adding in that little tidbit of um, finding that childhood joy gives you a, a nice little mental break and reset. Totally. Yeah. So this may be kind of a dumb question, but is there a limit or a restriction on what we can manifest? It's not a dumb question. And uh, the only limit is, is you is your mind, right? So the universe is abundant by nature. The universe does not and cannot create limitations. And when I say universe, first and foremost, you know, for some people, it might be God, it might be source, it might be spirit, it might be energy. Just for the sake of this podcast, I'm using the word universe, but anyone listening, you can substitute whatever word resonates with you. Uh, but the universe has no limitations, right? The universe is divine love by nature, is abundance by nature. And we are made up of the same stuff as the universe, right? The same energy 
everything is made of the same energy. So we are also divine love and pure abundance by nature, which means a completely unlimited reality is available to us and is our birthright and is our true nature. Now, if you want to attract that limitless life that is already yours, we need to cultivate a limitless mindset first. Okay, because we are also human beings, which means we have free will. So even though we're these divine Mm -hmm. eternal souls, which are abundant by nature, we're chosen to incarnate in human bodies. So anything that we believe becomes our reality. Any limit we create in our mind will manifest into our reality. Like our reality will always throw us proof of what we believe. So the only limitations that exist are the ones that you believe. However, most of us don't know what we believe right? Um, We don't know what's in our subconscious mind. And most of our beliefs have not been chosen for us. They've been conditioned into us by um, our teachers, school, the media, Hollywood, the music playing in the background at the coffee shop, um, the conversations going on around at the grocery store, uh, things your parents talked about behind closed doors, like all kinds of things. You might not even had a conscious awareness that you heard these things, but your subconscious mind picks up everything and stores everything mm-hmm. away when you're a kid. And that creates this belief system. Um, so that was a very long answer to a simple question. <laughs> but um, no, the, the only limitation is um, the limitations that are self-created in your own mind. That's what I thought, but I figured we still ask. Yeah, that was a good question. So how do you know if you're manifesting properly or if you're like, should look out for something you're thinking about, like, oh, maybe I'm manifesting this wrong, or maybe this is too much? Like, what should we look out for if we feel like we're not doing it right? So you can't not do it right. You know, it's like we're manifesting all the time from literally the second you're born, you're manifesting. Uh, because this is a vibrational universe, right? We're energetic beings. And the, the energy we're putting out at every single moment is attracting back to us like experiences, circumstances, people. And so you can't manifest wrong, but you can become more mm-hmm. conscious of what you are manifesting. Uh, and so I guess things to look out for would just be pay attention to your reality because it's giving you feedback at all times. Like your physical reality is literally feedback, letting you know what's going on in here. And um, I always recommend looking at things as a reflection, you know, when something triggers you or some person is really bothering you instead of going straight into victim mode, like, oh, I can't believe they said that. Like, I can't believe they don't respect me. Like, whatever it is, instead, let's look at it as this is a reflection. This is the universe literally giving me feedback right now, letting me know what may be existing deep within my subconscious. Right. And so when we look at everyone as a reflection, we can use every situation, every circumstance, every person as an opportunity for healing, for growth and for up level. Um, And so instead of worrying that you're doing something wrong, just start looking at your reality as feedback and as a reflection and be willing to see everything as a part of you instead of as separate from you. So being like more reactive to what you're experiencing rather than just I'm manifesting a and oh, I didn't get it. Oh, that sinks. Exactly. Like you want to manifest X, Y, Z. And then instead you get this like quote unquote negative situation. You think you're doing it wrong when in reality you're doing it right. And the universe sent you this quote unquote negative situation that we're labeling as negative to reflect back to you some limitations existing within you so that you can work through them and heal them so you can become the energetic match for what you're intending. Right. So it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means there's a lesson that needs to be learned before you manifest whatever it is you desire. And if we're not open to receiving the lessons, we're not open to the growth, we'll continue to manifest these situations that feel negative over and over and over. And we'll feel like we're doing something wrong when in reality, you're doing nothing wrong. 
right? You're manifesting, right? You're just not open to receiving and learning the lesson that's made available to you through this situation that seems negative. Right. Yep. So becoming more open and more adaptable to those responses that you're getting back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Using every situation as an opportunity for growth and healing. Love that. So you mentioned earlier that there are short-term goals and long-term goals that you should be manifesting, not just focusing on one or the other. Mm -hmm. Now, should there be set dates or timeframes on what we're manifesting when it comes to short-term and long-term? Like, what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? So there's no should or should not. There's no black and white answer. When it comes to how I personally manifest, I very rarely choose dates or timeframes. And I usually recommend if you're in the beginning of your manifestation journey to not choose a time frame. And the reason being is because it can create a lot of resistance for some people. It's like, I'm like, oh, by next Friday, I'm going to manifest X, Y, and Z. And then we're automatically worried that we're not going to manifest it by next Friday. And we have this like paradigm that if it doesn't come, I'm going to feel unworthy and not good enough about myself and my manifestation skills. So I put even more pressure on me manifesting it by next Friday and it creates more anxiety and more stress and more desperation. And therefore I cock block myself from actually receiving what I'm manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> manifestation comes from a place of gratitude that it's already yours rather than anxiety that it's not come yet. Right. right? Yeah. Basically saying, I don't trust that it's mine. And the universe is like, as you wish, you don't believe it's yours. It won't be. Um, so I usually recommend just keep it open. And I always say, you know, I intend to manifest it soon, but everything happens on divine timing and the universe doesn't work on our human linear time. It works on divine time. And, um, I also think it can be a limitation to say, I'm going to manifest this in one year because the universe can make it happen in one day or one minute Yeah, that's um, true. Or, or 10 years. It's just a matter of, of when you become an energetic match for it. And um, so I find timeframes to be very limiting and also to create a lot of resistance. Okay. doesn't mean you can never use them. I occasionally do, but you want to be at a place where if you create a time frame for your manifestation, it doesn't create resistance. Okay. What do you think about, I want to manifest this by next month. If you automatically get this, <gasps> but what if I don't, right? Then you're going to want to maybe get rid of the time frame. Okay. Okay. But is there a way to maybe speed it up? I mean... Yes, the the your manifestation will come when you're a match for it energetically, right? When you're in total alignment, when your belief systems, your thought patterns, and your energy are in total alignment with this manifestation, and what that feels like is you are so confident that it's yours that you no longer even worry about it, right? You no longer even have to think about it all the time because you know it's coming. Like if you knew with a hundred percent certainty that that one hundred dollars you're trying to manifest was going to show up in one hour, or it already showed up an hour ago, how would you be acting and thinking, right? When you're in that energetic state of it's already mine, I literally don't even need to worry about it because I know it's mine. Even if you don't have it physically yet, that's a place that we manifest from. So when we're trying to speed up our manifestations, when we have this intention of, I need need to come faster, we're usually creating more resistance, right? Because if we're trying to make it come faster, we're already in a state of it's not mine already. I need it to come faster because it's not mine. And manifestation comes from a place of it's already mine. And it's coming in the most divine timing for Mm. the highest good in my life. So I don't even need to worry about when it's coming. I don't need to try to speed it up or slow it down or control it or even know when or how it's coming because I know that the universe has my back and it's coming in the most divine timing. And as soon as I try to control that, I create resistance. So the best way to speed up your manifestations is to release the need to speed them up. (laughs) that's the paradox of it because truly it'll come faster when you no longer feel desperate for them so it sounds like it's a lot of just reconditioning of what our gut's telling us to do and just 
more so kind of going with the flow, going with the vibes. Yeah. yeah. Being in a state of surrender. Yes. That's what I call it. Yeah. So let's say if we mapped out a goal or a milestone we'd like to achieve through manifestation, but it seems there seems to be something in the way or something blocking us from getting it. What can we do to get over that hump and keep pushing forward versus thinking that we failed or were unable to achieve it? Well, the first thing about failure, um, just because you mentioned that word, is that failure is just feedback. And failure is a label that we give to a neutral situation after the fact. It's just a judgment that we put onto a neutral situation afterward. And truly, there is no such thing as failure. It's all just feedback. Everything is feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on the word failure and based on what we typically mean by that, I have failed more times than I've succeeded in my life. But every single failure taught me a lesson I needed to learn to manifest where I am now. Right. And so if you feel like you're failing, um, switch the mindset around that because you're not failing. You're receiving extremely valuable feedback and lessons that are helping you become the person who has an energetic match for the future you're desiring to call in. And oftentimes that future that's coming for you is way better than the one you can even imagine. And you might think you failed at trying to get X, Y, and Z, but like there's something way better than X, Y, and Z that's coming. And it required you to quote unquote fail or have this experience that you feel is negative so that you can have some growth and learn some lessons so that you become that match for what is actually going to bring you the most fulfillment into your life. So if you're feeling blocked, um, once again, it's kind of just understanding that wherever you think the block is, that's actually your path. That's actually your opportunity. That's actually where the growth is. And as long as we're like, oh, I'm blocked, I'm stuck, right? We're blocking ourselves from perceiving the path. But if we look at the block as, oh, no, like this is just here to help me. Like this is part of my path and I'm always on the right path no matter what. And things are always working out for me, even when I can't logically understand how. I still know that they are. And I know that from my limited human perspective, I can't always see that. But the way I like to describe it is like if you think of us humans are like we're ants. Okay, we're really close to the ground. We can only see like a few inches in front of us. But if you have a butterfly flying above the ants, the butterfly can see everything. They can see how every possible path, what that looks like for the ant. And the little ant might be like, this is the best path for me. But I can't see that like in five feet, there's a roadblock. And the path to the left is actually way better, right? And so that butterfly can see that. And that's kind of like the perspective of the universe who is above us and can see everything. So sometimes we're redirected on a different path that may not feel like the right path at the time, but we can't see all possible outcomes like the universe can. And so it's kind of this state of trust and knowing that, Even if I feel like I'm stuck or I'm blocked or things are going backward or it's not working out for me, still is working out for me. And I don't need to logically, rationally understand with my human mind how. And this is where faith comes in. I have faith and I have trust and I have belief that no matter what life feels like and looks like, I'm still being guided. And when I can surrender to that, I allow things to unfold in really magical ways that I could have never planned or imagined. That was a a great analogy or metaphor that you used. And I feel like a lot of us can can think about that in multiple situations, <laughs> sorry, multiple situations throughout our life of just thinking kind yeah. of larger scale and not getting too like bogged down in the weeds. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's really helpful to kind of have that zoomed out perspective. And once again, doesn't mean we bypass the emotions. It can feel very emotional for things to go quote unquote wrong or to fail or it's okay to feel the sadness and the grief and whatever it is, the human emotions. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, we get to have this zoomed out perspective and be in this place of peace amidst the chaos, amidst the emotion. And that's the key, right? Allowing yourself to have the human experience and to feel sad while at the same time 
having that zoomed out perspective of, you know what, it's still okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, is it going to be okay, but it's okay right now because amidst all of this chaos, I'm still on the right path. Yes. So I think earlier you mentioned kind of adopting this attitude of gratitude. So what, what does that mean? Um, so I mean, gratitude is obviously just being thankful for everything that we have and in terms of manifestation, being thankful for everything that hasn't showed up yet in your physical reality. And uh, gratitude is just like one of the highest vibrational places we can be in. And if you're not grateful for what you have, the universe isn't going to give you more, right? Um, You receive more when you're grateful for what you already have. You'll attract more to be grateful for when you experience gratitude right now. And my favorite thing to do when I'm not feeling super grateful, which happens to everyone when we're human, is I like to go on a walk and I call them my alien walks. It's super weird, but I literally will pretend that I'm an alien and I've just landed on my spaceship and I come from a planet that's just dust and dirt, no colors, no shapes, no buildings, no nothing. And I've just stepped out of my spaceship and I go on a walk around my neighborhood or wherever I am, doesn't matter. And I look at everything through the eyes of that alien who has never seen anything but their planet of just dust. And suddenly like buildings I thought were ugly look unique and beautiful and I'm noticing like shades of colors that I don't normally notice I'm looking at the way the wind moves the leaves and I'm feeling so grateful I literally will sometimes like get chills and like start tearing up um because it's it's just it's like the little things like even if you're like oh, my life's not that great uh but there's abundance everywhere around you like you get if you are so lucky as to have eyes that work well you get to see the color green you get to see the color blue and you get to see shapes And we get to feel amazing textures and smells just beautiful, like all of these amazing things about life that we kind of take for granted. Um, And so I think it's more powerful to be grateful for the things that seem mundane than the gratitude Mm -hmm. for, you know, the house or the fringe or the family. That's important. But the most powerful thing is gratitude for what we take for granted and the mundane parts of life. And um, that is extraordinarily powerful, not just for manifestation, but just for overall general well-being. (laughs) Now, how often are like we applying manifestation? Is it all the time or is it when you think about it? So in terms of like actively trying to manifest, I'm not doing all the time, right? I'm not always like, okay, I want to manifest a car. I'm so grateful for it. And then like visualizing it and then doing it every 10 minutes, right? Like I might do it once and then I'm just focused on being present in my (laughs) life. Um, Whenever I happen to think of it again, um, I'll come back to a place of gratitude and I'll come back to a place of, Oh, I'm so grateful that it's mine. Thank you universe. But I'm not like every single day, every hour, like doing a manifestation ritual or like scripting all the time. Oftentimes doing those things like, um, scripting all the time or journaling all the time or saying affirmations all the time. Um, oftentimes can come from a place of, I don't feel worthy of this. I don't feel like it's already mine and I need to make sure that it is right. So it comes from a place of lack and scarcity and trying to feel good enough about our manifestation. Mm. Um, so it can actually be detrimental to do that from that energy. Um, so I'm typically just kind of like, do it once, set the intention. It's mine. Don't need to worry about it anymore. If I happen to think of it, I'm going to come back to gratitude. Um, and otherwise I'm going to be present in my life and see how much fun I can have. Now you mentioned scripting. What is that exactly? So scripting is kind of just like journaling in present tense about your manifestation. So let's say when I was manifesting my dream home, I scripted about it and I was writing like, oh, I just, it feels so good to walk into the front door of this home. And there's so many windows and so much natural light. And I feel so joyful to be in this space. And like my bedroom is so beautiful. And, you know, just describing and writing about what it feels like and what it looks like, immersing myself in the visual of what I want to manifest. And it can be very helpful 
to help us get in those feelings and like truly call it in, especially if we have something we want to manifest that's detailed. Um, like I knew exactly what I wanted in a house and I wanted to call in those feelings of already having it. And so scripting is really powerful for me, but I didn't do it every single day. I didn't do it all day long. You know, I probably did it twice um, over okay. a span of like four months and the house showed up um, four months after I set the intention and had everything I scripted about. Um, so scripting can be very, very powerful, um, but you don't need to do it all the time. So you mentioned that you obtained your dream house. Would you say that's your your greatest milestone or greatest thing that you've manifested or achieved? Oh, man. I don't, there's so many beautiful things I feel like I've attracted. I think my business is probably at the top of the list just because I've been able to connect with so many women and and support so many people and watching their lives transform, I think has been the most amazing part of my journey. Um, But the house is up there. Uh, Like it's definitely up there. It's, it's crazy because, you know, a year ago I was, had no personal space sharing a bedroom or sharing an apartment with three people sharing a bedroom, no privacy. And now my walk-in closet is bigger than the personal space I had oh in my my last year. Uh, so it's just kind of like crazy to look at where my life was and where it is. And, you know, I'm just, I'm very grateful. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about, about this home. It feels That's really awesome. good. So on your Instagram, I think there's a link to the Blissful Abundance Academy and it's an application that you can mm-hmm. fill out. Can you tell us more about this and what it entails? Yeah, of course. So it's my 10 week manifestation Academy and it's basically everything that I've learned, right? Um, investing a hundred thousand dollars in the past year and hundreds of hours of my time applying everything into my life. And it's kind of all of my secrets that I've learned to actually apply manifestation to your life and see results um, and help reprogram your subconscious mind and connect to the universe and build belief and faith and manifest abundance. And so um, I kind of put everything together into a 10 week Academy and I've now had I think over 400 um, women go through the academy and wow, um, that's impressive. Person after person after person, like incredible results. And it's, you know, what I teach, like I have 300 million percent confidence in it. I know it works, right? The only factor is, you know, my students and the, the way they show up for themselves and their willingness to dive into the, the work, even when it gets uncomfortable, right? Because it will get uncomfortable. You cannot prioritize your comfort and life of your dreams at the same time. It doesn't work. Um, so yeah, it's, it's my baby. It's my heart and soul. Um, and yeah, it's, if people are interested, you can find that link usually in my bio and apply and you'll get to have a free call with my incredible manifestation coach and she'll help you uncover if it's a good fit. That's awesome. And you have a podcast as well. Can you tell us what you cover on the podcast? Like what topics you talk about? Maybe is it all manifestation? Yeah, of course. My podcast is called Pursuit of Bliss. It's on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and it's, I would say, 90% manifestation. I talk a lot about my personal journeys, manifestation tips, things like that. Um, and then I do sometimes bring on guests to talk about other topics. Like I did a um, body image one. Um, we've done some around like spirituality, uh, trauma, all kinds of different topics. So really anything related to spirituality, manifestation, and general well-being. So I just had a quick question. How... Um, does manifestation and law of attraction compare and contrast? Because maybe some of our listeners are more familiar with law of attraction. Just want to hear some comparisons on those. Yeah. So law of attraction is a part of manifestation, right? So law of attraction basically says that the energy we put out is what we attract back. 
like attracts mm-hmm. like. Now manifestation yep. is consciously being able to choose and design and manifest into your reality. Um, a law of attraction is one of the mechanisms which allows manifestation to work. Um, but manifestation is kind of like bigger picture. Um, right. And law of attraction is like one universal law, right? Like, okay. like gravity, right? It never goes away. It's always working. The energy that you put out there is what comes back to you. But when we consciously manifest, we learn to work with that energy. And we learn to work with what's going on inside of us to use law of attraction to manifest what we desire into our reality. So then those that may be using law of attraction may want to reach out bigger picture into this manifestation bubble kind of. Yeah. I think um, law of attraction is kind of um, simplifies it and manifestation is like, there's a lot more to manifestation than just law of attraction, right? Where we're with our subconscious mind or reprogramming and um, we're feeling our emotions and we're visualizing and there's all kinds of different manifestation techniques. And um, yeah, law of attraction is like that simple, like attracts like, and manifestation is learning to become that energy that you want to attract. Now, does karma relate to manifestation as well? Or is that a completely separate thing? I mean, it's a separate idea. Um, I don't think personally, I don't teach about karma in relation to manifestation, because I don't think it truly applies to the way we manifest. Uh, when okay. we're worried about karma, whether it's like past life karma or this life karma or whatever it is, um, it's it can kind of, I think, be a block. We're always worried about, oh, my karma, my karma, my karma. Like, I think just worry about what's showing up right now in the present moment. Because what's showing up right now in the present moment is what is, you know, applicable to you right now. And um, worrying about karma, I think, is just another level of fear that is just unnecessary. On one of our recent episodes, Diana and I, we kind of looked up different phrases or mantras that really resonated with us. Is there a phrase or a mantra that you live by or that you feel wholeheartedly? Uh, so many. Um, I think <laughs> a recent one that I repeat a lot is I am safe. And also um, my needs and desires are always met and exceeded. That's a big one. Mm. My needs and desires are always met and exceeded no matter what. And um, I am safe is a really big one because, um, you know, safety comes from within, right? A lot of people want to manifest money to feel safe, or they want to manifest a partner to feel safe. But it's like, you can only manifest what you're already embodied in. So if you don't feel safe within yourself and your connection to the universe, you're not going to manifest anything else, which makes you feel safe. So I'm always reminding myself, like safety doesn't come from the number of my bank account. It doesn't come from the amount of friends I have or partners or how big my house is. Uh, it comes from me and my connection to uh, something greater than me and my understanding that my needs are always met and exceeded no matter what. Um, and so those have been really central to me, especially in the past few months. Do you have like another podcast or any sort of resource, maybe an app that people can get into manifesting? Um, an app, I don't know about a manifesting app, but I use insight timer for meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, a podcast. What are some good podcasts? I honestly have stopped listening to podcasts because now I'm kind of in, I'm in creation mode. And so when I'm in creation mode, I'm creating something. I like to tune out all outside voices because I want to make sure I'm in my own authentic mode of creation. Um, and so whenever I'm going into creation mode, I tune out everything. I'm like, no more YouTube, no more podcasts, like limit Instagram, you know, intake of other people's content and just listen to myself because I think it's hard to listen to our intuition and our souls when we're so tuned into everything else outside of us. Um, but some podcasts that I have listened to in the past are um, James Wedmore, Mind Your Business podcast was big for me when I was starting my business. Um, 
let's see, I used to listen to Lori Harder's podcast. I forget what it's called. Um, I think it's like finding something to do with bliss. Um, Lori Harder's is really good. What else is out there? Um, Aubrey Marcus. When I do listen to a podcast, I listen to his. Um, I'm really bad with podcast names. If you just look up Aubrey Marcus podcast, it might just be called that. You'll find it. His is really good too. So when you're not helping others with manifestation, mm-hmm. what do you do to relax and take time for yourself? Um, I love to read fantasy books. <laughs> I'm like a fantasy <laughs> super nerd. Um, and I also like to write. So writing a fantasy novel is like one of my biggest life goals. So I love writing fantasy. I love reading fantasy. I'm a total nerd. Um, and I love going to the beach. Like I always need to live by the beach. I'm just like, I don't even like swimming the ocean that much. It's just something about being on the beach. So I watch sunsets probably five nights a week. That's like my favorite thing in the whole world is just to be on the beach watching the waves. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love a good beach sunset. So what is your favorite fantasy book or series that you're reading? Oh, there's so many good ones. I actually, this is like such a typical answer, but Harry Potter, I've read a million times. And I just, I always told myself when I move into my own home, I'm going to get myself the housewarming gift of, I don't know if you've seen, but they've come out with like these huge, um, what's the word? Illustrated versions of the Harry Potter books. They're beautifully illustrated, um, like these paintings. And so I just bought them. So I'm rereading the series and um, looking at the illustrations and it's, that's probably my favorite. And also, um, I, um, really like the Hobbit as well. That's my favorite. Love the Hobbit. (laughs) So good. That was my first like big kid book to read. (laughs) I one of my first ones too. It's, I read so many new fantasy novels, but my favorite ones are still the ones they read when I was a child. Like there is something so magical about those, just the originals, you know? Yeah. They're classics. And I feel like they're ingrained into your brain when you read them at a young age. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Tell us where. <laughs> give us your podcast again, your Instagram and your website. So my Instagram is at pursuit of bliss with an underscore after it. That's the best place to connect with me and to reach me. Um, my podcast is also called pursuit of bliss. I have a YouTube channel that is also called pursuit of bliss. Um, I have my Academy, which is BAA blissful abundance Academy. I'm actually coming out with a spiritual business academy very soon. People who want to start uh, profitable coaching businesses. Um, That would be, um, those are the best ways to connect with me, I would say. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time today to kind of walk us through all of the, the background information on what manifestation is and tips and tricks that we can apply to our lives. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. That was so much fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.